0: morning everybody welcome back to the two peas on a pod podcast coming at you this is austin griffiths one of the hosts on this show zach ain't here because we're an interview again so i apologize but if you'll keep listening he'll be back on he told you a while back he'd probably only be on about twice a month because what we're probably kind of shooting for is with our schedules about two interviews a month ish and then me and zach will be together twice a month so you get kind of the half of the year with me and him and the other half of interviews, hopefully. So anyways, we're back again today. We're just going to jump right into it. Brother Jairus Dotson's with us again today. Welcome back. It's good to be back, Brother Austin. Thanks for being with us on this episode. And uh, we was planning on just doing one episode. and uh, But you know how preachers are. We're long-winded. So, you know, we have to do part two. Yeah, that's for sure. I can get a hopefully little bit Hopefully we don't lengthy. have to do part three. Our wives might get mad. Yeah, I don't they're think they're They're waiting on us to, to finish.
1: <laughs> and they got all the kids right now. They so. got eight kids over there.
0: <laughs> and they're all, they, I think they're all six and under.
1: Well, but here's the other problem. They're supposed to record a podcast episode oh, together. Yeah. that's right.
0: So if we don't hurry up, I have a feeling they'll that's just right. sit over there. We're more important. And uh, they'll just talk after they're done. My wife wouldn't even come on this podcast. And then as soon as your wife asks, she's like, oh, yeah, I don't care to. <laughs> so, anyways, that's a story for another day. <laughs> but – uh Welcome everybody to the podcast again, and uh, send us some feedback if you like to, 2 p 21 yahoocom But if you listened to the first part, we well, hope you did, and Brother Jarrett Dotson was talking to us about his personal testimony, we appreciate that. He's been around young folks a lot through the years, but he started off uh, launching into a topic about who are you listening to, really? Mm-hmm. Who are you listening to? Who are you paying attention to? And he, we ended last episode talking about rat poison because you used to work for, or- was it Orkin? Yeah, Orkin. He work, work for control. Orkin, and he told us, why don't you just reiterate the very last part about rat poison and then just take off from there. So the
1: actual percentage of poison in rat right. poison. Shocking, really. Is less than 1%. It's normally .001%. And uh, We were talking about how if you're listening to uh, somebody that's a influencer that you really don't know, they're a national person that you don't know them, you don't know for sure what they believe in its entirety, it just takes a little bit of deception, a little bit of a lie to get you down the wrong track and to really hurt you spiritually. Um, but continuing with our uh, topic of who you're listening to and who you're turning to for spiritual guidance, I wanna talk to uh, our the listeners about influencers you do know and making sure you're listening to the right people even if you think you know them. And uh, influencers that you know, that's normally your friends or that's uh, social media friends that you have some kind of loose connection with. It might be somebody who's a friend of a friend on Facebook um, that seems like somebody that's maybe more reliable or, or somebody that you uh, just know a little bit better. But one thing I really feel strongly about is that God has ordained certain people to be the spiritual uh, counselors or to be the people you turn to for spiritual guidance, and He's ordained them, and it's in the Bible. And uh, those two groups of people, I, I really believe this with my heart, are your parents and your pastor. And I've got a few scriptures about that, talking about your parents. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter number 6 and verse number 4, And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And then Proverbs 22 and 6, Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. So we see from Scripture that one of the primary places as a young person you should get spiritual guidance from is your parents. If you've got godly parents that are saved and uh, live right, you should be able to turn to them and go to them with, with questions that you have. And I know you can try to make an exception to this rule and say, well, what if my parents are, aren't saved or, or what if my parents don't live right? And there are exceptions, but that's not what we're talking about here today. We're talking about if you've got godly parents, you can turn to them. And then the other person that God has set over a young person's life is their pastor. And in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 17, the Bible says, "...obey them that have the rule over you, and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls, as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief." for that is unprofitable for you. And so God set your pastor over you to watch for your soul, and they have to give an account for your soul. They have to give an account for how they've uh, led you and what they've uh, done to guide you as your pastor. And the Bible says in Jeremiah 3 and 15, I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. So when we're seeking spiritual knowledge, God's already ordained the person that we can go to. We can go to our pastor, and they have a calling from God
0: on their life to guide young people and to guide members of their church. So if you have a pastor that's trusted, if you trust him, he's a man of God. If you can check these off, you trust him, he's a man of God, he's anointed, everybody trusts him, he's got a good name, he prays, he's never led you wrong, you trust him— then you can believe what he says. That's right. If you can't trust your pastor and you question if he's a man of God, you probably shouldn't be your pastor. Yeah, he, you should probably go start find, praying. And- yeah, he's probably go, I don't advocate church jumping. I don't advocate your church hopping. They say you, ha- you're the pastor who is over you and your family and your children and his pastors raised generations of young people. That's right. You have to have a pastor you can trust. And that is a man of God that you can raise your kids under. If you can't, you'd find you a different one. So he, you know, assuming he's a trusted man of God, then when he tells you something, you need to take it. That's right. But I think what happens a lot
1: of times is young people, they get awkward with their pastor. Yeah, and it is. They, it can be. It feels hard for them to go to their pastor. And uh, we all know how young people are with parents. They'd rather talk to anybody but their parents. That's just right. the way that it is. And I mean, really,
0: that's kind of where the youth pastor comes in. Yeah. He kind of be, becomes the – he don't go out of line of the pastor, mm-hmm. and he don't he's not supposed to go out of line of the pastor or out of line of the parents. So he's kind of the middle guy, and he's the same age, not too much – usually not too much older than the young folks. And so usually that's the place to go. Yes. seems like.
1: And I think as a youth pastor, an important thing to remember – is that you're there to strengthen your young people's relationship with their pastor and their parents and that's what when i was a youth pastor i told all of our young people your pastor and your parents are the covering that you have that protect you and that are your spiritual counselors and are there to help you and my job is not to take their place but my job is to reinforce yes. what the pastor teaches, to reinforce the bond that you have with your parents. I'm not here to to be your uh, friend you can go to and say, well, I can't believe my parents told me that. Yeah. Because I'm probably going to say, well, I know why they told you that, because I'm a little bit older, and uh, I've learned a few things, and I used to think my parents didn't know anything, and I found out they knew a whole lot more than I did. And uh, as a youth pastor, I think that's something important, you're not there to steal away their hearts or to you know, lead them in the direction you think, oh, I, I think this would actually be better, or let's not listen to the pastor or the parents, but you're there to strengthen that connection. And one thing I've noticed with a lot of social media influencers, even those that uh, will sometimes claim to be connected with our movement, will claim to, to really care about young people, is they talk horrible about parents and they talk horrible about pastors. And that's something I want to get into is red flags that you need to watch out for when you're dealing with somebody who's who's that influencer that's trying to get a following is if they are claiming to love you more than your pastor or your parents. And I, I, I've listened to different uh, online uh, personalities, and they'll say things like that, like, I'm going to tell you something that your pastor won't tell you or I'm going to tell you something that your parents won't tell you. And they'll say those things trying to create a divide Mm -hmm. between young people and the spiritual authorities that God's put over their life. And uh, I feel like that's something that's very dangerous. But a lot of times the way they do it is they they really – Um, compliment young people and they'll start talking about how great young people are and how knowledgeable they are and how that they know more even than their parents that they're so um, just great at using technology that they're able to research things and they know more than the elders in the church. They know more than the pastor even does. And that's a uh, very dangerous ground to be on right. when you're listening to somebody who's claiming all of those things, because none of that is scriptural. None of that's biblical. The Bible talks about you know, being able to take counsel in elders and counsel in people that have gone through things before. And when you start thinking as a young person, I know better, you're going to find out before very long you didn't know better. Yeah. Um, but I want to uh, tell a story real quick here. And, and really in the past couple of years, there's been so many uh, different groups of people start these influencing, whether you want to call them campaigns or or different things, that trying to gain a following.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that's a bit of a dangerous thing because really as somebody who's on social media it's not about gaining a following of people that idolize you it's about just reaching out and sharing the truth of the of the gospel and sharing different truths and during the past two years me and my wife we've uh talked a lot about this topic and we've prayed about it and uh we've been challenged by it because some of the influencers that we've seen do these things and they'll make points and they'll, they'll use different resources. They'll bring out Greek and Hebrew commentaries and dictionaries and try to sound really, uh, eloquent and sound very knowledgeable. And, you know, then make your pastor sound like a Hill Jack or something. And, uh, I remember I've only ever directly talked to one person, uh, who I I didn't call them out publicly. I didn't, you know, reply on a post. I messaged them privately and I said, I don't understand why you're saying what you're saying because they were using all these commentaries and they were trying to, you know, they weren't old commentaries. They were
0: new age stuff. Trying to sound very... Yeah, just because you say the word commentary doesn't mean it's right.
1: Yeah, just because it's a biblical resource.
0: Yeah, and that don't mean it's just Matthew Henry. Yeah. You know, there's a whole lot of new stuff coming out you have to be careful new version just because you're reading the bible it better be the right version and so this person they were using king james version by the way amen to that they were using
1: commentaries and different uh, articles written and posted online by different you know supposed bible scholars to talk about a spiritual issue and i i Messaged them privately and I said, what I don't understand is you're trying to use all these different things to validate your opinion And I took them to a one scripture that was a parallel passage in the Gospels that completely Destroyed their argument that completely, you know What they were trying to claim was no longer required or or basically twist and misinterpret There was a scripture in the Bible that clarified it while they were trying to use all these other resources. Mm-hmm. And, and I've seen that time and time again where they'll ignore what the Bible says and turn to what man says and what a commentary says. And so I've saying all that to say that my wife, uh, Sister Chelsea, she had a dream. And it was right before some of the different groups started becoming, uh, gaining traction and really having an influence on young people. And she had this dream. And in this dream, there was this huge tidal wave coming, and it was you know like a tsunami. And, and her and, and uh, our family, we were on the beach, and we saw this huge wave of destruction coming. And so we just started running because we had to get away from it. And we were passing people, and they were not moving. You could see the destruction coming. You could see that there was a problem, and they were not trying to get to higher ground. So we we kept running up to higher ground, and we uh, suddenly uh, saw this skyscraper was what she told me. And we started going up in the skyscraper. And there wasn't an elevator. There was just stairs. So you had to climb to each level. And so each level we climbed, we would pass people and we would plead with them, come on, you don't see the, the wave of destruction coming. You've got to get to higher ground. And they'd just stay there and we'd keep climbing and in the water. It would keep rising up. And we, we finally made it towards the top and we were pleading and pleading with people. And it seemed like we just couldn't get anybody else to come. Up higher, they're like, "I'm good where I'm at. I don't have to be any closer to God. I don't have to to try to be more like Christ. I can do what I want to do, and I'll be okay. I'm, I'm high enough. I'm close enough to where I need to be." And the water would just rise, and it would fill that level. And we finally got to the top, and we finally made it to safety. And there were so few people that actually made it there. And it was right after that dream that a lot of this stuff started coming out and different people who uh, were trying to gain a following and were talking so bad about pastors and about holiness and different things and trying to use all of these uh, resources to make themselves sound like they really uh, were a lot better uh, educated than anybody else, um, gained a lot of traction. And I told Chelsea that when she told me that dream, I said, that was from the Lord to reassure us and to let us know that we have to get closer to Him. When you've got somebody telling you, you don't have to do that. God doesn't expect that anymore. It's okay to, to slack off or to let up in this area. It doesn't matter what, you know, your, your pastor's just telling you that because that's what the church has always done. The elders can't explain these standards. None of it makes any sense they don't see the destruction coming. And it really, uh, we, we've seen people, people that we love, people that, uh, young people, I, I know young people from, you know, different churches and that it's destroyed them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has messed with their mind to the point where they feel like that they know better. They've been told that they are smarter than the pastor. They've been told that they're more knowledgeable than their parents, and so they really believe that they can do what they want to do and that God is actually more pleased with them than with the pastor or with the church. And it breaks my heart because I love young people. I've been around them. Like we've mentioned, my whole ministry's been focused on them. And it breaks my heart to see young people being led astray and falling into that trap and uh, I want to end with what I was going to say with just a couple scriptures from Second Timothy chapter number 3. And this is a very common passage, and I could read the entire chapter, and it would be um, needful for today. But for sake of time, I'll, I'll cut it down to just a few verses. But it says in verse number 1, "...this know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come." And then in verse number five, it says, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. And then I want to pay special attention to verse number seven. It says, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. You can get so wrapped up in and getting all of these fancy ideas and all of these new resources that that make you uh, smarter than anybody else, and you know more than than what the elders in the church know, and you know more than what the pastor knows. And the Bible says, ever learning, never able to actually know the truth. And then verse number 14, the Bible says, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing and this is the key, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. You have to be able to trust the source of your information. It doesn't matter whether it's a big national influencer Mm -hmm. that you're just listening to little bits of and you, you're, you're loving what they're saying and you don't realize that there's just a little bit of deceit in there that's eventually going to kill you or whether it's somebody that you know that doesn't have the right intent and they're trying to turn you away from the spiritual authority that God has placed over your life. If you're listening to the wrong person, even if your heart's desire is to be closer to God. They're going to lead you astray. And God's warned you in the Bible. He's sent preachers to tell people this. And it's so easy, though, for young people, if they're not careful, they listen to that voice that says, you can do what you want to do, and it'll be okay.
0: So there's all kinds of different places you can go to read different things, um, whether it's on YouTube or a website or whether it's a social media account. Everybody's got a voice now. And uh, and so I've got a little, I've kind of been stirred up about this topic for a while, Brother Jarius. I guess you could say, and uh, I've heard some things, read some things, and it's been something that I've wanted to address. But the topic has just never came up on the podcast as of yet um, for me to do that. So when we talked about this, I felt it was the best time. And I've just had a few things I've wanted to say regarding some of this and where we're at right now. And so. Um, to anybody that's listening, this is a holiness podcast. That's right. We started this podcast as a holiness podcast. We want everyone who will listen um, as we are trying our best to spread the gospel and truth. We started out at the very beginning of this podcast. We've done a two-part episode about Are You Clean? And we wanted to talk about it what it means to be saved and how to get saved and how important it is to be saved. And so we want to preach the gospel, the good news and tell the truth, tell the truth. And that's what a lot of folks are missing right now. And the burden behind this entire podcast is I'm a full-time evangelist, Zach's an assistant pastor, people like you, um, to get all of us together as holiness folks and try to combat the enemy and stick up for what's right in the world. We got the world today in the enemy, Brother Jerry, that is shoving sin and stupidity down our young people's throat. And then when the preacher or, you know, the godly mom and dad or whatever wants to do something, then all of a sudden they're too pushy. But the world is shoving what they want down our young folks' throat. Me as a preacher, us, called by God, not by, not by man, but by God to preach the gospel. I'm going to shove back. We're talking right. about souls. We're talking about people that are either going to go to the lake of fire for all of eternity or they're going to go be with Jesus. Two options. We're, we're, this is serious. This is not just a game. This is not a fairy tale. This is not, well, oh, it's, well, they're just going to go sell their wild oats. They're just going to do this. No, this, we're talking about souls now. This is very, very important. And so Peter said it right. Peter said it right when he was saying there in Acts about an untoward generation. That word untoward there means backward. It means reversed. And if Peter said that, then how much more is it true now? Backwards. I mean, we don't. People don't even know if they're a man or a woman. I mean, we tell me about backwards. We'll address that later on in the podcast. But you talk about being backwards. That's just as. whoo, help us, Lord, right now? And uh, holiness is right. Holiness is what the Bible demands. It's not what I demand. It's not what you demand. It's what the Bible demands. That's why we preach it. Not just because I have my name behind it, but because he said it. It ain't, it ain't got no power with my name, but in the name of Jesus, he demands holiness. And we want to tell people to live holiness, back holiness, and don't hate on holiness or stray away from it. And right now in today's world, there is a rise of holiness haters. Especially on online platforms Now of course you'll see some in church We was in church just the other day And I was preaching And that particular message I was preaching some holiness And uh, had an older gentleman tell me He said man you don't hear preaching like that anymore And I'm not boasting myself Please don't take that wrong I'm not I'm just telling you What happened that night and my wife told me I didn't see it because you know a lot going on She said boy you ought to have seen that lady Over in the back she said she was Mad at your preaching buddy She said you could tell she hated holiness And that's so true you see that even In churches and on the road traveling you see People that hate it and as soon as you Mention a little bit buddy they're they're Out with you and uh, especially On online platforms because we got So many folks they won't get behind A pulpit and they won't you know, they won't stand up in a meeting and say something, but they'll get behind a keyboard and i will say whatever they want. Bunch of keyboard warriors. Yeah. But <laughs> I like that. Anyway. And, uh, That's why and you so, can't
1: fight them hardly online. They'll beat you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so used to, people that wanted a voice... I mean, if you talk about followers, well, you know, somebody might have a little gang, 10 or 15 people that follow them. You know, we would hand clap for you, whatever you want to do. But now when you talk about followers, it's got a completely different meaning. Many, you know, with technology today, anybody can be heard. I started this podcast so we could be heard, so we could combat the enemy, so we could combat this ridiculousness. Is that even a word <laughs> of what uh, of what people are telling our young folks? You know, I you you go through the church today and you get so sick of young folks leaving. You get tired of hearing people. I was like, well, I listen to that YouTube preacher and they know more than my pastor. I've had pastors tell me stuff. You see stuff in other churches, and I'm telling you what, everybody's got a voice, and it has been detrimental for young folks, especially, and it's also beneficial. We, we've covered that it is beneficial and uh, you know, I love to be able to look up um, You know preaching for example and get on there and hear great preaching, you know Whether whatever it be on a website or a media account or whatever. I love I love Mixer. I'm a mixler junkie man I love full-time evangelist, you know There's just the other day we was in the camper. I can't remember what night it was and there was different time zones and so I got to listen to like three different church services from one side of the country to the other, like three different messages. And it's just awesome. I like Mixler. I like being able to, like, for instance, if I'm off like Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday or whatever that week, I can listen to church a lot of times if somebody's in Revival. That's pretty cool. I've you know, Facebook Live. Yeah, YouTube or whatever it is. I do like that. I was just listening um, to Brother Anthony Lester. was in revival with Brother Tim Webbs the other day. I listened to him preach a whole message. He done an amazing job preaching about Pentecost and the Holy Ghost. I really enjoyed it. I like being able to have an outlet like that. I like being able to listen to Holiness Preaching Online's podcast. They put on Brother Joey Hyatt the other day preaching on the sword. I loved being able to listen to that. Shout out to Brother Dylan Damrell and that podcast. And so technology in itself is not all bad. Being able to spread the truth. We can spread the truth and the gospel faster right now than they've ever been able to. I ain't talking about horseback or camelback, (laughs) but instantly we can send somebody a text and spread the gospel. Thank God for that technology. Thank God for the tool of that. The easy outlet is great. Don't get me wrong. A lot of that is awesome, but there's an all-out attack on truth. I'm just going to rant a minute, and we'll be done, okay? Is that all right? Amen. I'm just going to rant a minute, okay? It's been building up for a while. And a lot of peoples, especially... Holiness haters, their ideas are so outlandish. Come on, somebody. I mean, they are outlandish. And some, they are obviously tied to bitterness from previous experiences. I don't care what they say. It don't matter how they, how much they wanna paint it up and say, I'm not bitter, I'm bitter. But I wanna tell you what, it's a root of bitterness. I don't care what you have to say. it That's where it comes from. And you know, that, despite what they say, a lot of them we've heard about, read about, they've based a lot of their experiences and their attacks on others because they Themselves neglected a Personal walk with God well that's Where I have a problem brother Jairus Is when somebody gets on a keyboard on An online platform and wants to blast The entire holiness movement And blast everything we stand for Because you was too lazy and too Sorry to get your own personal walk With God that's your own prerogative That's your own fault don't blast An entire movement because you Lost out because you did wrong Because you went worldly oh man I'm feeling I'm feeling the helper right now well I personally know people influencers like that that they'll blast
1: holiness people and there have been holiness people bend over backwards when nobody else cared when nobody else was helping them out when they needed they didn't have a place to stay they didn't have food to eat they they had nothing and it was holiness people that helped them out and yet they'll go back and they'll get the smallest little things yeah that they felt don't, like was done wrong to don't them, amount to nothing. and then they'll blast Holiness Churches all the while while still taking the help that they're offering, running them down, talking to, about them like dogs, all the while it's the actual Holiness Church that's reaching out to them, helping them even be able to survive. And that just makes me furious when yeah, when you're when you're running holiness people down and it's holiness people that have gave you a place to stay. It's holiness people that have helped you when nobody else cared about you. And you're going to act like that we never care about a soul. And, and the other thing, I, I, I'll join your rant a little bit. Come on. It bothers me to know when. an organ right here. The, These people, they'll start throwing scriptures out to tear down holiness and they'll leave context out. They'll put up half of Scripture. Oh, yeah. they'll, they'll they'll completely disregard stuff. I I I've seen one of them where the verse in Deuteronomy talking about a man shall not wear that that pertaineth to a woman and a woman not wearing that pertaineth to the man. They were talking about that, but they didn't talk about the second half of the verse that says those that do that are an abomination to God. So they start trying to tear it down and say that doesn't apply. Well, as far as I know, brother Austin, if God hate hated something back then, it was an abomination. He hates it today, but they didn't mention that part of the verse because that didn't go along with their message. Yeah, exactly. It, just, it makes you—it makes yeah. you a
0: little. You get some of that righteous indignation. So, brother Jaris, the scripture that really gets me when we're talking about this, and then I'll continue, is First Samuel sixteen seven, where they said, "For a man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart." How many times have you heard that? Over and over again. The Lord looketh on the heart. Look at the context is what we're talking about of the Scripture. That's what one preacher, I think it was Brother Zane Estes, that talked about the importance of context. And uh, look at the story of Samuel seeing Eliab. He seen Eliab and thought he was the king, and God was telling him, he said, don't look at his height, don't look at his strength, don't look at his looks and think he's the king. He should have learned his lesson the first time when he looked at Saul. But he said, God sees, God sees the heart and refused him and chose David to be the shepherd boy. The world can't see the heart. Samuel couldn't see his heart, but God could. He said, for man looketh on the outward appearance. Samuel, you're looking on the outward appearance, but I look on the heart. And people are like, you know what? It don't matter what I look like. It don't matter about my standard. It don't matter anything. I can look like I, who knows what. They act like David was running around half-dressed. Yeah, that's another story for another day. <laughs> Um, But anyways, the world can't look on your heart, but they can look on your appearance. And if you've got holiness in your heart, it'll come out on your appearance. That scripture is not proof or means of living worldly without holiness. That's entirely out of context. Oh, it just gets me irritated when people talk about stuff like that. But anyways, moving on. I have been in other churches. I've been in other denominations. And uh, I have seen what some believe in their priorities in life. Okay? I've been to other denominations some other churches. I've seen different priorities folks have in life. And I and Zach, the other half of this podcast, both, and you, Brother Jairus, we have a relationship with Jesus Christ for ourself. I have read the Bible through for myself from Genesis to Revelation. If you haven't, please go do it. It'll change your life. I have read all every scripture. In that Word of God, I have read, Now, obviously you can't retain the whole Bible. That's why we read it all of our lives and still don't know everything. I've read it more than once. I have studied hard for myself. I've studied hours and hours and hours, and I'm only 30. But I can't, 50 years from now, I'm going I'm to keep studying. We study hard for ourselves. And I want to say this, I am not in a cult. Amen. I am not in a cult. I am not indoctrinated. I am not ludicrous. I am a part of a Pentecostal holiness people, and I'm proud to be. Somebody shout right now. I have experienced the power that a holiness life will bring. Yes, there is power in holiness. Living. God requires holy living for someone to live daily with Holy Ghost power. Amen. That's right. People want to speak in tongues and dance, hoot, and holler, and I've seen it, a lot of us have. Anybody can speak in tongues. <laughs> Two or three year old can walk around and speak gibberish. But to have real power of the Holy Ghost, it's gonna come from holy living. Amen. Oh, amen. And, uh, you know, I have convictions. I'm not just living this way because some dictator told me to do this or nothing, you know, do this or else. I got this for myself. I don't have to live this way. Take myself, and I could go to any other denomination. I could do anything I want. I'm 30 years old. I'm an adult, and I can do it. I'm not trapped in this. Nobody's putting a gun to my head and making me do it. God's given us a free will. That's right. But I'm in this because I love my Jesus. I love my Savior and he saved me. And I know because I've read it and studied it for myself that holiness living is the best life and is the life God wants us and requires us to live. I can't help what other, other people do. I can't help the way other people look. But my Bible still says, be ye holy for I am holy. And uh, I'm not doing it because somebody's told me to. That's the problem with the world today. If you're living standards for an example for For somebody else, or to appease others, and don't know why, you need to get this for yourself dive in the word and ask questions and if you're asking questions that somebody can't answer go ask somebody else there are preachers and lay members there are lay members and there's there's people in this church right here that know the scripture amen there's people in my home church that know the scripture ask preachers ask pastors if for whatever reason the person you're asking whoever it is don't know somebody does don't just get mad at holiness and go on and ranting against The bible and against holiness because the person You asked didn't know their bible I said because they didn't know their bible go ask Somebody there's all kinds Of people all over this country That are in this movement that do have the Answers if you don't have them Ask somebody else. Amen. Some may not adequately have an answer, but a lot of them do. I know because I've asked questions. I've asked my pastor all kinds of questions, and he's had a lot of good answers. I've asked other pastors questions. I've preached places and asked questions. I've had all kinds of great answers from preachers all over the place. People do have answers. Don't let holiness haters lie to you and tell you that holiness preachers don't have an answer. They can't answer a question. Yes, they can. Most importantly, the Spirit of God will confirm His Word every time. You know, I have personal, I'm almost done, okay? I have personal convictions. I can't point to you exact Scripture for some of them, but I don't preach them from the pulpit that they're a must for everybody. Now, some do. They probably shouldn't do that. I don't have scripture for some things, but the closer you get to God, the more he's going to put his finger on some things in your life, personal convictions. And if the Bible went and pointed out every single tiny little finite detail for us to live in this life, it'd be too big. We couldn't read it. Read there in John where John said, and I suppose all the miracles that Jesus did, all the books in the world couldn't contain it if they were written. If if all the books in the world couldn't contain just the miracles of Jesus Christ, what do you think it would be if he went into every detail of every single thing you're supposed to live in this world? If he went and said, you know, Two, 3,000 years prior, if he went and told us everything we're supposed to live, it'd be so big, you'd never be able to read it. We'd never be able to understand it all. But God's given us the inspired, Holy Ghost-inspired Word of God. Don't tear it down. Don't cherry-pick Scripture. Take it all in whole. And he's given us pastors, Amen. men of God, that he puts in our life to take a Scripture and expound on it. And if again, if you have a trusted man of God that says, y'all, leave that alone. But preacher, here's what gets me. Right now in today's world, I know I'm ranting. I can't help it. But somebody's got to stand up and say something. And if we, you know, they get up and say, well, preacher, prove it to me. Preacher, prove it to me. If he's a trusted man of God, trust him. You say, well, the Bible don't say thou shall not look at stuff on your cell phone. Thou shall not. Play on a sports team. Thou shall not. No, it don't. But a lot of the scriptures that proves that is there. Abstain from all appearance of evil. My goodness, that takes care of a plethora of stuff. It don't have to go and name everything. The scripture's there. I must move on. One thing I just want to mention is we don't want young people to think
1: that we're just beating them down. No. Or that we're trying to be hard on them and make them think that we're looking down on them as trying to find ways to do the wrong thing. We realize some things are confusing, and that it's sometimes hard to get the answer that you're looking for, but I love what Brother Austin said, somebody knows. And what I've always found when I talk to my pastor, when uh, young people have asked me questions and I don't know the answer, is I always tell them, I'll find the answer for you. I'll pray about it. Yeah,
0: don't I'll make study it up. Go it. find it. <laughs> yeah,
1: and that's what I found from my pastor. If I ask him something and he doesn't know, he said, well, let's pray about it and let's study it and let's get together and, and let the Lord work. And that's what I found is when you really need help and you've got a question, I've always found that you can turn to the people God's put over you and they'll help you through it. They'll be there for you and they'll help you find the answer that you need may not be the answer that you always want. Right. But it's the answer that
0: you need. And nobody's perfect. There are issues everywhere. Don't let other people try to tell you that another denomination is better or whatever. People have been hurt within our churches. Let's just be real. Let's just call it like it is. People get hurt. You're going to get hurt by somebody in your church. Somebody's going to hurt your feelings. People get hurt. And a lot of this starts from people that get hurt. And the bitterness sets in The root sets in The beast of bitterness And then they start hating on holiness Hating on the church And it all goes back That hatred all started with them being hurt And I've had my feelings hurt Right in the church house Right from Christians I've heard things preached on in church That was not biblical That I thought was absolutely outlandish I thought was crazy And I thought what in the world is this guy talking about Let's be real I've heard that in church I'm not going to say what Because just because, but I've heard some outlandish stuff, but no group, no denomination or movement is going to be perfect. Church of God, Baptist, it don't matter. It don't matter what denomination it is. Nobody's going to be perfect. Don't listen to any lies like that and don't leave God or quit holiness because of one bad apple. If you absolutely just can't stand something, go somewhere else. Don't don't quit God and holy living. Don't lose your power with God because of one bad apple or one outlandish person or because somebody got outside the Bible. Don't blame it all on them. you got to go in judgment for yourself. And we want to declare on this platform that we want to try our best to preach holiness and preach truth and lead people the right way. We don't profess to know it all. We don't profess to be the authority on anything. We've said that before. We're just young preachers who love God and love holiness and love the word of God and love pastors. And we love preachers and preachers and everybody in the, we love God's people is what I'm trying to say. We love God's people and we want young people to strive and know the truth and not fall for the lies of the enemy. And this, the best way is the biblical holiness life is the best life you can have being with God's holiness people who are the best people on earth You won't ever hear this platform hating whatsoever on holiness or God's people or God's preachers. The intent of this platform is actually to do the direct opposite. We are trying our best to promote holiness preach holiness in a time that it's being attacked on every hand on all kinds of outlets and all kinds of platforms. Yes, the devils always attack truth, but now technology has allowed this to be more widespread, therefore doing more damage quickly than any other time in history. We are not crazy. We know that people will be and are saved in other denominations besides this holiness movement. We're not claiming to be the only person saved. We're not claiming to be some kind of elect like other Reformed theology teaches We're not prove, We're not trying to say It's us and it's my way or the highway No we are judged on what we know The Bible teaches us that Shout out to our end time judgment um, Our why I believe series I don't have time to go into it we need to get off here But go listen to our We've got some judgment episodes About the end times and things go and listen to those We're going to be judged on what we know We're not claiming to be the only ones that's going to make it But we are supposed to live holy Clean before God and and if you know better, that's what God's going to require it of. That's what he's going to require you to live. If you know it, you need to live it. And uh, a lot of people don't know it. How can God require something if they've never heard it? But when you hear it, then you're going to be judged by that's it. That's right. And, but living holy, clean before God is the Bible way. And I want to do what God wants in this life. So many are living worldly. So many are living on the edge. And if they are saved, a lot of people with, live without Holy Ghost power, and I want everything God's got for me. I don't want to barely make it, Brother Jerish. I know too much, and I know better. And for me and my house, for the Griffiths household, and I'm speaking for Brother Zach because I know him because we're two peas on a pod, <laughs> for the Cordell household, and I think you could say. Amen. For the Dotson household. For the Dotson household, we're going to live holiness. That's right. We're going to serve the Lord. Amen.
1: And uh, we just want to tell all the young people and all the listeners, we love you, we love your pastors, they love you, your parents love you, and Jesus loves you, and you can live holy, and you can make it, and you can know for sure that you're following the right way if you just pray, and you go to the spiritual
0: places, you go to the people that God's put over you, and you take that godly counsel, you'll make it. And if you've got questions, somebody's got an answer. Don't live... Don't live your life or all through your teenage years with just questions. Somebody does have the answer. Amen. Brother Jarris, appreciate you coming on. Honored to be on, brother. I Austin. enjoyed it. It's great. All right. Appreciate you. Everybody, continue listening. We'll see you later. my child well done there will be no regrets for me